Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 18th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, I'm doing well. All things considered, I feel like uh I feel like I'm doing well today. What 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 what's the all things considered? Like what does that mean? The sky's falling. What do you mean? All things considered, you're doing well. It's just because been a, a lot tumultuous, of, taking tumultuous a lot of punches? week. Yeah, I've been taking okay. taking some punches, some sucker punches this week. Oh, that's right. You've been called a snob, a been woke mobster, a incompetent, un- uneducated. It's been been a long week for me. I I mean, yeah, a lot of people have opinions out there. Um, we are at the midpoint of the. Well, we're See, not quite at the midpoint. What? Doesn't seem what? like things need to get personal over golf, you know. I agree. I think what that means is that you actually have an opinion, an otherwise bland vanilla boat where everybody's rowing the same direction. I think you have some, uh, you know, it's a it's an interesting world out there. Um, so we're at the midpoint, not quite yet at the midpoint. We we must admit we're going early here. There's a little bit of cleanup to do on Peacock. They got that on. Why? They're going to show golf, but not on the golf channel, the channel for golf. They suddenly stop it for the last hour. It's beyond my comprehension. Like, I don't well, you got to get those, those Peacock decisions. downloads. You know, Peacock's been used in X number of households this year. I mean, personally speaking, I would rather watch live from once like those like Phil and them get off the course. I think maybe. I don't know. It depends on who's out there. Anyways. I mean, Dylan Fratelli's mid- still out there. Fratelli. Somebody was sending us something about him. Oh god. The paid bet. Doesn't even, the paid bet. Yeah, that yeah. He didn't have cash on him. So <laughs> he had to come back the next day. It looked like a hefty sum for old Dylan. I mean, I think it was three figures. <laughs> Must have not played well or just without got his clock five clean. figures, including the decimal, because he counts those decimals as we've seen from those surcharges <laughs> on some of those tabs. Um all right. At thirty six hole mark, we have a fellow, an English chap by the name of Dick Bland, who you may have heard of on this podcast, and Russell Henley, <laughs> co-leaders. I mean, it's what we love to see. It's cream rising to the, to the top here. <laughs> this is why we do Russell, these daily Russell, podcasts. Russell Henley, you know, his best performance in a major was the his, uh, as an amateur, 2010 U.S. Open. Hasn't had top ten, but here he is with Dick Bland in his fourth outing. <laughs> you know, needless to say, Bland has improved every major performance. You know, he went miscut, miscut, T22. Now he's in first. He was unbelievable. I, You know, at some point today, I was like, all right, I got to get off this. He's gone too mainstream for us. Dick Bland, T22. 
too mainstream. We got to find a new. We're moving on. We got to find another favorite character. I know Dick Mast played in the KitchenAid Senior PGA. He may be our new Dick. I don't know. He, he, but you, you were a big, you know, KitchenAid corruptor. You know, I don't know if the U.S. Senior Open he'll be there, and you can get your way into that one as well. But I don't know. It just became. He became the bell of the ball, and, and that's why you know that's what you want at the U.S. Open. You want a Dick Bland sort of takeover, and everybody's tweeting about him. Everybody's now calling him Dick Bland. He was in featured groups or notables. We've been reading him off in notable sections for what feels like three years. Dick Bland, and here he is leading at forty-eight. I have some late-breaking news that is going to sway me back. From not getting off him for being too mainstream to really embracing, re-embracing Richard, Richard Bland. I'm seeing, so part of that whole, he's getting too much pop was the, the outfit points bet USA really thirstily coming in trying to sponsor him. Cause I guess he doesn't have like a, a big sponsor and they're tweeting at him. Paige Peranic is sending like videos like, Hey Richard, we want to sponsor you. We want to put, I don't know, points bet on your hat, something like that. Like telling everybody to tag Blandy, get him, tell him points bet CEO is on the ground. We want to sponsor him. It's just kind of, you know, a little thirsty, if I do say so myself. Quite thirsty. You know? It's like, just, just pipe down. Um, and he has tweeted back at the points bet folks thank you for the kind offer, but I promised, quote, uh, whatever this place is, the wisely to wear their hat all this week. And I intend to keep that promise to the members who support me. Apparently, it's like the club. It's some sort of club back in England. So I'm back on the Bland train, the Dick Bland train. I, he's not too mainstream. He's still charming. He won me back with that refutation, uh, that kind of rebuttal of the uh, big sports gambling book. So I, I'm back on the Bland train. What stuck back out to you today? Bland. You're back on the bland diet. You know what? Can you believe got... he's up there? I, uh, I mean, it's yeah. Hoofing no, I can't. I didn't. I didn't think he had a chance to make the cut to start the week. That's what we talked about in the preview show. We talked about how he had no chance to make the cut, and the guy's fucking leading. He hasn't missed a putt inside ten feet. We, he's uh... driving like a stell. His swing really is beautiful. Um. Yeah, you know, I heard Brandel I, I, say it's the best swing like out there. He couldn't imagine imitating anything else today. <laughs> just in it general, though, swing. I'm uh, I'm not all in on Bland. Okay, do we need to? Is this where we're going? You want to disclose some things? I just there are just some unsubstantiated rumors that I've I've been getting swirled right. around about. Oh, and I uh, this is coming at me. I'm not on. I'm not on it. Anymore, I'm off them. I want no part in, in being, you know. I don't want to go this back. This is so raining on the guys' parade. I'm not raining on his parade. I'm not talking about these unsubstantiated rumors. I'm just saying I'm off him. He's an investment. Okay. I'm not touching. I'm I'm selling all. I saw that uh, Jay Rigdon coined it bland land. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I've sold like all that. my real estate. I already sold it, actually. I sold it at an all-time high today, and I'm gone. I'm, I'm off bland land forever. Well, I mean, we got to at least uh, allude just, to what. Uh, just heard some, some you know. I heard this from quote, five different directions. Basically, everyone in golf media probably has talked about it to themselves by now, but 
He might be, you know, a little loose with the rules, or have been a little loose I, with I, the rules with challenge tour days. I'm just like, gonna, I'm just gonna say that when it, when his quote his quote to John Huggins in the Golf Digest article might be just a little too true. I went back to the challenge tour because I had nothing else to do for the four years until I turned fifty. I just got my head down and did the job. I wasn't there to make friends. I wasn't there okay. to make friends. Seems like some of those tales have followed him now to his. You know, golden years, now leading the U.S. So anyways, that that was like, on four or five different occasions, people are asking me about it. I don't know. No one says many specifics other than he has a reputation. Uh, anyways, Blandland continues on. They're expanding. They're le- he leads the national championship with Russell Henley. Uh, it's great. It is this our salvation? Is this what we deserve? Is this how we yes. get out of this, this, this Tory Pines, this... <laughs> You this know, is what we deserve. This is what I can't which wait. wasn't good. You know, this is what we. This is our salvation. Bland Henley. There we go. This is our next two days. Could it would be phenomenal? I'd love a Bland Henley showdown on Sunday. Have them both lift and separate tomorrow. Everybody crumble around them. That's probably not going to happen. But that would ensure that we would never be returning to Tory Pines. I got a little Tory Pines thing. I was really rummaging around today, unless to the help mm-hmm. of Will Knights with okay. this. Our best um, man. He is the he is our best man. Um, Absolutely. He uh so I was I started looking, I'm like, God, it just doesn't seem like anybody's shooting high numbers or making big numbers, and nobody's shooting low numbers. It's the worst of w- both worlds. Yep. So I yep. so I had Will dive into the numbers. The lowest score thus far through 36 holes is 67. The highest score was shot by Hayden Buckley today. 82, shot 69 yesterday. 82 to 67, spread of 15 shots. The next, that is the lowest or smallest spread between low score and high score of the last 21 years of U.S. Opens. Now, as you go back, the spreads get bigger. Um, sure. So this is likely the 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 smallest spread through thirty six holes of scores ever in a U.S. Open. And what is that? What is aside from that statistic being a statistic? What is that? What are your insights from that? I think there's two things. There's two general ways you could take away from this stat. The way I read it is that the setup in the golf course. Are, are not rewarding good play because you cannot separate yourself because it's impossible to hit a substantial amount of fairways in order to hit the ball close on a regular basis. And B, it is almost impossible to get penalized because there's, there's not really any hazards. There could be if the golf course played near them, um, but there's not really any hazards. And the thick rough prohibits balls from going places like it prohibits balls from bouncing 25 yards over a green they just stop it's like velcro and then they just flop it out so everybody's just making pars and bogeys it's the that's why it's not there's no pop nobody's making birdies nobody's everybody's making pars and bogeys nobody's making doubles and triples either that's like something that's not really happening so that's one way you could you could zig from this all right. There's another way yep. you could you could interpret it, 
which you know I'm sure people would will clap back. I mean, I'm gonna acknowledge it. Is that this is the most level talent pool that we've ever had at a U.S. Open? I don't believe that because last year that would have been the case, and this is blowing oh, last time. year out of the water. Sure, sure. Um, has is the U.S. Open not been very good for a while now? Maybe going back to Shinnecock. I I would say. It's not. I don't know. I I I would say it's. Uh, I, Pebble wasn't great. Pebble was pretty good early Sunday, though. I'm sorting this out in my head. Yeah. So, Pebble Brooksy's first six holes at Pebble was as loud and as manic, I think, as I've heard. Of course, like including even Tiger at the Masters. Not at the end, of course. Like at the end with Tiger, that was. But that was crazy. I I don't know. Uh, and part of that was last year. Like Bryson got that separation, which you're just talking about, right? I mean, he he kind of. I guess you were just kind of hoping he made a triple or something like something to make it close or interesting. Um, I don't know if that gets back to your our sort of like preview show about how like there's very certain limited types of players that win the U.S. Open now. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, but it feels like the last few have not been super thrilling, and that could just be chance. Could just be how the chips fell, you know, or whatever the phrase is. So I, I was just thinking about it today. This one. I don't want to shout about it. I don't. I don't want to seem like we got two days to go. Great, great, great stuff can happen. And we have great um, leaderboard. We have like a lot it's, of it's big names good, on though. the leaderboard. Yeah, it's not. It's not been good. I, I, I don't want to shout about it. I, I just don't think it's been very good. I'll say it pretty plainly. So, um, all right. So that spread. That spread is sort of an interesting. I think it's illustrative of what we're talking about here. Um, That's I don't not, wanna, you I want don't, car. You want brilliance and car crashes. You want. Like you want to be on the the edge of of, and this it just doesn't have that. It's just like oh, like I hit a bad shot, I'm gonna make a bogey. Like some of these qualifiers got to get blown out to sea. They just that's part yeah. of the open. That's that's what makes it the open. Also identifies not identify, but yeah, sort of. It does illustrate the, the talent level at the very top that we see week to week, that maybe doesn't get brought out with some of these PGA Tour um, setups. Um. Anything, I, I don't really, I feel like we're talking about the course too much in general, but it is a part of why this feels a little. I All right, know, I do want to talk about, I want to talk about how it's anybody's game. So one of the okay. b- benefits, one of the benefits of this uh, setup that doesn't allow anybody to separate themselves, that essentially creates sameness, is that we're going to get a packed leaderboard on Sunday. And it's going to be one of those like 10 guys could win. Going into the back nine, I think this is is going to set up very similar to Harding Park, where we had a, a dozen guys win. I don't think it's the best championship setup. I don't think that's a good championship. Personally, I think mm-hmm. I'd like to see people distance themselves. You know, I'd like to see the best player identify themselves very clearly, not just you know who got hot the back nine. But the it is an exciting way for it to finish. So I think looking ahead. That's something that we have to look forward to is that likely we're going to have a dozen guys that are going to have a chance to win on Sunday, legitimate chance to win on Sunday, because I do not see anybody running away and hiding with this at all tomorrow. Like Nick Bland, Russell Henley are not running away and hiding. Louie, I love Louie, is not running away and hiding. We have... Uh, dozens of major championship performances to prove that he's not going to do that. 
Um, keep Matthew talking Wolf, about how he's number one in putting, and every time I look up, he's missing a putt. I, I know like the stats belie that, but every time I look up, he's like got some birdie chance. He's burning the edge on Matthew Wolf. Go ahead, Matthew Wolf. He's probably playing the best of anybody. He's making the most birdies, but you know, I think. I, I think at that point, then you get into here, and then all of a sudden you see Matthew Wolf, Bubba Watson, John Rahm. Oh, yeah. It's all uh, there. Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, you know. Then you get into the Bryson. Like, everybody's got a shot. Bryson, JT, Morikawa, Brooksy, even down to one over. Like, one over at Rory at one over is well in this. I think the guys oh, at two him. over are completely in this. That's the thing. Is that if anybody saw, goes out, nobody's been able to shoot better than 67. If somebody goes out and shoots 66 early tomorrow, they're absolutely in this thing. I saw Justin Ray tweet about something like only 11% of winners since some long time ago, 19-something, have come outside the top 10. So it I does feel like, but Tory could be the very exception to that kind of thing, right, that we talk about. It's, it's not, has there, I mean, you know, has there can, ever been, has there ever been, you know, Fifty-seven players within eight shots of the of the lead. Something to look up. We'll have to check on that. Uh, <laughs> so, furthering that point, that we see that's the thing. These last few days have felt long and slow and not particularly interesting. But like, people are like going way too far down the well with that. Like this, this is and making that this opens final identity. We're and it's obvious point. We're not done. Uh, I just think these are really, really long days, no matter what happens. It's almost like you need uh, rules drama or them to lose the course or like, they, you know, things to happen to kind of keep you. You need somebody you... to make like an eight and a 10. Like you yeah. want that stuff to happen. And it's just yeah. not like this setup just doesn't let anything like that happen. It's a bogey. It's like, oh, like, we made a bogey. These are just long days. They're long days at the PGA, long days at the Open. They're, they're just long. These have been... I would say not super eventful on both sides of the draw both days, but we got a long way to go. But but hold um, on, hold on. Remember like Shinnecock when when it in like the first hour somebody had yeah. made an eight oh, on yeah. the first hole, Tiger ten. made a seven on the first, you yeah. know, Spieth made a, a, a seven on ten. Like, ten and eleven in that wind at like eight thirty, yeah. whatever that was that was so fun. That was great. I remember it. I, I know. I that's interesting. I I'm, I'm That's not saying what you need. I understand. I'm talking about like people are already like saying this is one of the worst opens ever based on two days. And you're saying, you know, it's not good. It's going to be a great Sunday. I guarantee right. it's a great Sunday from the perspective of there's going to be so many guys in it. And then I just want the record to show like just because of that, that doesn't mean it was like a great overall championship because like yeah, we know. there was 20 know. guys that had a chance to win on Sunday, but that's, what's going to happen in the moment. Like that is going to be the legacy of this tournament. Are you actively then, rooting for bland Henley? Just to yeah, kind of, um, you know what? I've got put this the nail really, in the coffin. Bad, really, really bad feeling, really bad sneaking su- suspicion. It feels just like the players. JT. Ah, JT. I thought that too. JT yep. is coming. Yep. He's going to win. He's going to add. Yep. He's going to win his second major at a regular PGA Tour stop. Right. Oh, I, he hold out from the bunker. He made a couple saves. And I was just like, uh-oh. Like, is, could could he start coming? I was like, Andy's got to be anxious about that. He's even around. 
Uh, to your point about he's how gonna he win. That. He's going to win, and he's going to be a second major at, at a PGA Tour stop. Well, hollow and yeah, Torrey Pines. That'd be great. To your point about how we we could have, I mean, we're going to have a, a crowded leaderboard with very highly ranked players, potentially, likely. The MC Hammers aren't too, I don't know, high-powered. I, I don't know what the word is. Cam Smith, Tyrrell Hatton. Who continues to be Terrible maybe not majors. great at majors? Will Zalatoris, who felt like he set up well. Tony Fee now, who for sure set up well for this. I think he would be the most disappointing MC. You know, like he's not a feaster famine guy. What about Billy Ho? He's, he said he was going to win all the majors. I mean, this would be the kind of place he wins with, you know, with a tour type stop. You know, where he shows up at like a. Chambers Bay or Shinnecock or one of these new ones, uh, he just starts losing his mind. No familiarity. No, you know, he starts shouting about the greens, throwing his putter around. Ho- Billy Ho, Jake Hokrak, another kind yeah. of disappointing, unexpected Very MC. Very disappointment. He and Finau, I'd say, would be the most surprising. Webb was just horrendous, but not necessarily as shocking. But I think he was. it was shocking how bad he was. Justin Rose, who, I don't know. Maybe still coming back from the Adma experiment. I, I don't know what's going on Three, with Justin Rose. Two years later. Yeah. Um, and John Huh, if he counts, is a notable MC. Who was apparently, what was the deal with Huh? We got some intel. He changed his grip like four, five, six times and then was like putting with his glove at one point during his round. Just like screwing around at some point. Um, Victor, Victor so Hovland not- would fall into that because of the sand, the sand in the eye. He WD. What a what an odd. He's got an WD. eye patch on now. I know they got up these tweeting pictures or Instagramming pictures of himself with the tape over his eye. What a fall from, I don't know, different kind of picture. Last last major, you're one of him going up the steps at the at the Kiowa Hotel. Now he's halfway point. He's got an eye patch and he's out. Quite a different change of circumstances. Um, so not a lot of I would say. Notable top ranked players missed the cut, um, which lets us gives us kind of a smorgasbord of opportunities for the weekend. Um, what else from Friday jumped out to you? Bryson's dreams, dream sequence. What did you think of that? So, half the time, Bryson, I think, is 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 a, is a huge idiot. And his mouth moves too fast. And he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know how dumb he sounds. And he, he just sounds like a complete idiot. Yeah, which is, we do too. That's that's perfectly fine too. The other time, half, like this is a show. He's playing a character. And that's what this is. Come on. He doesn't believe this. This didn't actually happen. But he knows the media, the tweeters, Everybody's going to aggregate this. Everybody's going to have a field day with it. I think it's half genius. It's kind of genius. Like, he's just playing it. He's being a character. He throws it out there, and everybody gobbles it up, and they just love it. This And so, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's sort of sneaky genius doing this personality, and it probably gets him, you know, more Q rating or whatever the hell it is. So, you know... I think when it is moments of honesty, when he doesn't have his like feet on the ground and he's getting caught off guard by questions or cameramen or whatever, 
and he just starts talking. He sounds like a, a not too bright, but he also is great at knowing what's going to play and what, knowing what's going to further the character. And that's all this is. Do you think he really found a swing thought in his dreams? What's that movie about dreams uh, from a few years ago? What was that movie? The um, Chris Nolan movie? Yeah. Inception? Inception. Maybe he's, maybe he's been watching Inception lately, and that's how he, he got the idea, or, or Queen's Gambit. You know, he's thinking about how the chess player makes moves, and, you know, and she, she takes her pills. You know, like, I, I just, don't know. Maybe he's lucid dreaming. You know, that's maybe something. I, I just think this is utterly ridiculous. Hey, Dylan Desher tweeted the video. Do you think like he got anything walking, out of that? Walking, walking along. No, no, no. Talking to, hey. He told the story twice. Yeah, yeah. He told it at his press conference, and then he needs to tell it again for some. Like, what? what's going on? Well, Dylan tweeted the video of him hitting balls in the pitch black last night. Did you see that? Yes. It's just this, like, I mean, it's pitch black, and then there's a pain. It could be, like, fishing. could be doing anything out there, and you can't see anything. It could be hitting baseballs, you know, with the, with the metal bat in Easton. Nobody knows what's happening. D- like, he couldn't even see. There weren't lights on. Like, how could he even nothing. see the ball? Could, I don't, could, it wasn't clear he could even see, like, a track man screen or anything, giving him data. But, like, do you think he's getting something out of that? Like, I want you to pretend you're, you know, whoever, Butch Harmon, Chris Como, somebody, like, or, or you're just a, you're, you're, a, you're a competitive golfer or were at one point. What could you get out of hitting balls in the pitch fucking black to, to prepare know. for the U.S. Open? A feel? Maybe it's just I guess just data, keep, data readouts? I, I mean, maybe it's keeping him away from being home alone and thinking about stuff. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just he can't stand being at home. I mean, it makes the the ridicule we gave Hao Tong Lee last year at the PGA ridiculous. But he came back. He played well today. I I mean, well enough, right? He says, of course, it yeah. wasn't due to that. It was his dream. But I loved seeing him get back in the horror, get back in the fight. I guess Brooks, he's now it, doing it tonight. He's out on the range late night, I guess. Brooks is doing the same thing. Oh, he thing. hit it horrible. Van and balls. Yeah, he wasn't super impressive. The um, uh, the thing with Bryson now is like with this whole transformation, his floor is just so low or so high, right? Yeah, he could yeah. play. He played like complete garbage for like twenty three holes of this tournament, utter shit. And then it's like you know any other guy would be plus eight and have no chance of coming back, and now he's in the mix, like. He legitimately is one good round away from probably, you know, being the favorite at this tournament. Like he shoots sixty seven tomorrow, he's the favorite. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of his stats. They don't look Yeah, he's and that's the thing. He's he like the first he hole he played today, he hit it three hundred and forty yards down the middle of the fairway. They were like, Oh my god, we haven't seen anybody here. He's got a wedge in his hand and he air melts the green. Bogey. Like it's just like yeah. he's do he's not playing great he obviously played very well the la- the back half of the round today but it's not like he's doing anything crazy I think that's the thing that I always like you know last year's US Open was like his symphony but he wins with his B stuff he w- he won at Detroit with like his C game last yeah. year like he he wedged it he couldn't horribly. hit wedges right yeah yeah he hit wedges there yeah so yeah. I, d- I just think like the the whole Everything he's doing is is working because 
it takes like he his bad performances are like T forty, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like horrendous when he plays horrendous, it's T forty. Yep. Outside of the uh bland Henley duo. Which by the way, if you want to be real dad joke, somebody's gonna do this. Is like a garment, right? It's like a gray shirt. Bland gray Henley. Henley. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was, I was, I was pushing, I was pushing for that for, uh, for uh, the newsletter headline. They didn't like it. I looked up. There's a kid. There's a wide receiver named Henley Bland somewhere at Henderson State or something like that. It was just, I was obviously had a little too much time. Did on you my know head, there's but, a Richard Richard Bland school at William and Mary? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. So outside of those two, Bland Henley. Who's like most surprised? Who are you most surprised to see? I, I don't know. Top twenty, top ten, something like that. That's surprised to see in the mix. I know who mine is. If you, it's Bubba. It is very clearly Bubba. Now, this is not your typical U.S. Open, as we've you know explained as nauseum. The guy is like just an auto MC at the at the uh, U.S. Open. It's ridiculous how much talent he has, and since that. T5 at that 07 Oakmont, which we did a spotlight on. He was a qualifier, right? We got Bamberger talking, writing that article. It was like, he's going to win the Masters. He's, you know, he blasted past Tiger. I don't think he's come, I don't think he's sniffed like a top 25. I can recall distinctly, clear as day, like when I was covering this and, and he was, you know, winning Masters and stuff, he'd see them and he would be called into those press conferences like on Tuesday, like Olympic or whatever it is, 2012. And, and like you could already tell, like he is not winning. He's probably not making the cut. He's like, well, like I don't know. Th- that whole sucks. This setup. I don't know what they're doing. Like he would do. This was back when he was a little grumpier, and obviously he's got. Uh, he's got the know, ice they, cream shop now. <laughs> Things really is it turned an ice when cream he bought shop the ice cream candy shop? store. <laughs> Whatever. Once he became Both? entrenched in Pensacola of small business, I really think that his his whole attitude changed. He had something else to go home to. Something to take his mind off golf. If you look up his U.S. Open record, it's abominable since 07. Just horrendous. And this is like a top 10 player for many years. But he would just, it was all an attitude thing. I remember all the time. It's like he, he's, he hated Pinehurst. He hated, he doesn't know what they're doing. He's just complaining, griping. Uh, so I think it's cool to see him in there. And he's, of course, talked about mental health and his perspective. And I, I don't know. We've we've made this point several times over the years about how like I don't know. He's really improved himself and personally, what I think of him, he's just he wants to be good. Uh, he wants to do good and wants to be better himself. And I think that's been pretty prevalent in his life and over the last several years after he was like legitimately an insufferable asshole for for when he was at the top of the game. But uh he's been really refreshing to hear. I would love to see him contend. He feels like someone who should have He's more fun majors to watch. than two masters. He, immediately yeah, ju- he would Im- immediately inject substantially more juice into this championship if he's in if he is if he's in the mix going for his third major. It yeah. would I mean it would be so big for his career too because I he would so, shed the yeah. the one trick pony tag yeah. and and it's like oh the guy only wins at four courses like to win this would be a huge deal because it's so opposed to the other courses that he's thrived at and the other type of go- the other type of golf that he's really thrived in. Yep. 
Is there someone that surprises you to see playing well or at All least right. sort of in contention? I think it's time to shed shed the title. What? I think it's officially time to to bury the Sunday Streels title. <sighs> He's yeah. I'm okay. so impressed with Streels. Unbelievable! He did it at, wow. the, at the PGA. I mean, he's been awesome this year. I mean, is that just a hot month? Three months? Four months? I mean, it's still impressive. You're doing a major championships, I suppose. Very different. I feel kinds like of major for the last, the last like two years, he had two seconds last year and a third. He's yeah. playing like the best golf of his life. Right? Are you surprised I, I just, that he's yes, in there? Yes, I'm surprised. He's like okay. 43 years old and never was like great. Yeah. And now he's contending in a second straight major. Like what, what's going on? You know? Yeah. What has happened? That's a good one. Somebody That's needs to be one. like, needs to ask him what, what has gone on in your game in, since the pandemic? It's Are like literally to... something happened during the pandemic. Surprised to see Matthew Wolf. I think a lot of people probably are, given that he hasn't played golf. I think this yes. is becoming a big story. I think I'm sort of not edging towards uncomfortableness with how much he's being like asked about it and pushed about. Like, I don't know. I, and I know that's the first thing that just the TV interviews. Like, I don't know that he wants to talk about it every time, and it, it's it just it could become a bit of a, an annoyance and a bit of a weight that he's always, always, always going to be asked about that. Like Rom was today asked about his COVID and asked about his temperament and all that. Like, I don't know. That just, I, I worry about them constantly going there with Wolf all week. That is the narrative around him, whether he, you know, whether that's, uh, you, you're not going to change that. That's the narrative around him. But I, I just sort of am touching up on a comfortableness, but you need to ask him, you need to ask him the questions. Here's his most recent quote, Josh Burho has the transcript He goes now plenty of guys out here have been if you ever need to talk i'm here for you because even though you may not know it almost every single guy out here bubba i don't know if he wants me to say this the first thing he said is i've retired five times in my career when he said that i was just like i was hopeless for five months and i was really struggling and just to hear that and know that someone of his caliber being at the top and winning two masters as much success as he had everyone goes through it it's really awesome to see all the guys out here kind of just not trying to not trying to take me under their wing but just to be there for me if i ever needed to reach out or talk to any one of them they were more than happy to talk to me it means the world cool cool sentiment definitely a cool you know i don't know uh sort of i don't know uh, impact or effect of what's happening on the range certainly with bubba it sounds like others and i think that's sort of what i was getting at with the questions of, of people sort of forcing him to talk about it in a way that maybe he doesn't always want to take me under my wing. But yeah, just I'm here if you want it. I, I'm not going to force it upon you where I want to be your mentor or talk to you all the time about it. So uh, amazing to see him in the top five. Does he, can yeah. he win? Feels like yeah. a place I mean, where he, he almost could... won. He almost won the last US Open. Wayne Foot. Yep. Yep. That will be a massive, massive story. Probably, you know. I mean, John Rahm's like the sneakiest Fifth, fifth place guy on here right like it didn't seem like he played well but like it just doesn't he is i i don't think he's cooking you know he's just there 
Yeah. There's so many guys that are just there, right? But, like, he's one that that just jumps off the page, obviously. But, like, it doesn't seem like we saw his best golf um, at all. And, you know, that could change really quickly on the weekend. Yep. 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 Uh, do you want to do some contender pretender? You said you had some some. You had what do you, some what do we think of Mackenzie Hughes? Contender pretend, pretender, pretender. Though you know, it's hard for me to distinguish this from being a farmer's insurance open at this point. It really is, you know. Like at the leaderboard stacked, but you could have Mackenzie Hughes. I I don't know. The leaderboard stacked to the farmers every year. I guess, yeah. Jason Day's got to be kicking himself that he's not here. Just always auto top 10, it feels like. Top 20 at the Farmers. Wow. But I think that's a pretender. You want a game within the game? Yeah. Low low Wildcat. Dylan Wu versus Fitzy. Dylan Wu's right now one over. Fitzy's at three. Who do you want? I mean, I'm going to go with Fitzy there. All right. I'm going to go with the experience. I'll ride with Wu. I just wanted to be Please known. Also, I asked. Uh, I asked another Chicago, uh, another um, professional golfer that calls Chicago home, Vince India. When's the best time to be in Chicago? You know what he said. Yeah. What? September. September. Okay, that's an obvious answer for most of the country, not just Chicago. Um, we would be remiss. If we didn't mention that Dylan Wu is yet another exhibit and maybe more prominent than any of them. Jack, uh, who was the kid Jack from Florida McGuire. State? Jack McGuire. I mean, I think this may be the new first exhibit. First witness we call the stand in this continued years-long lawsuit against whatever. Wu is 28th on the Corn Ferry Tour rankings. Top 25 get cards. Guy could finish top five at his national championship and get zero points toward that endeavor. It, he's getting penalized for it. And he's on the border of getting a card with, I don't know, a month to go, two months to go uh, on the corn. Again, incredible stuff. And they asked him, like, well, did you think about going to Wichita where you could get some points for your career to get your card? He goes, no, I'm going to play the U.S. Open. And he'll be penalized for it. So that's uh, such bullshit. They don't schedule anything opposite the players, which none of the web tour players or Corb Ferry Tour players can play in. That's a fucking joke. Right. Right. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Anything else? Hey, else how, about we- how about Westy? Westy just lingering around par again. Well, that's he can't what you shoot said. 66. I'm telling you. He just, he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot between 70 and 73 tomorrow. I guarantee it. Who finishes lower? Hoagie or Westwood? Or both Westwood. one over. <laughs> Rory or Westwood? Rory. Rory looks like shit. Come on. He's had so well, many bad shots. This is a note I had. There's nobody that looks like better. For like one hole, he looks so good. And then the next hole, sure. he looks so bad. It was like, right. you know, on 12, he's just, he just like rips it down the middle of the fairway. And then he hits that shot to like two feet, almost jars it on 12. Then two holes later, he's right in the middle of the 14th fairway and he hits that 
fan right shot, like 25 yards right of what his target probably was, throws the baton up in the air like he's Billy Horschel, drops it. Doing that he looks uncoordinated. Like, you know, good. he needs needs more lessons from the town crier. Do we have live odds? Not that I want to get into that. I'm just I mean, curious yeah, about I'm, I'm the sure respect that Dick bet. Bland's getting. I'm sure points. Oh, Blandy. Get... Points. Oh, Bland is getting there's, no respect. Is points bet thirst bucket of the week already? For chasing the Bland? Yeah. I think they are. I think they are. Well, we can brand it the points bet thirst bucket of the week. They don't even need to know. They don't even need to pay for that. All right. Rom, Usti, Shoffley, Wolf, Henley, Kepka, Bryson, Bubba, Morikawa, Scheffler, JT. All have better or equal odds than Dick Bland. The guy's I mean, leading the tournament. Do, do I you guess think I shouldn't that be surprised. it should be the other way? Like, hey, look, what, do you think he deserves better odds? Why does Russell Henley get all the way up? Not Dick Bland. Well, I mean, Russell Henley. Henley's played more than three other majors. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, any other notes you want to get off? Thoughts you want to get off? Um, I it's think that's day. it. Yeah. It's a ready long, for, ready for long the day. I'm ready, for, ready to start watching at like 1 p.m. my time yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Have like a little find, bit of a life in the morning. Have a dream because something comes to you, an article in a dream like it does for uh, Bryson. Someone tweeted you interesting facts about lucid, real deep dreams. This is sort of side effect for something else. But um, all right, that does it for this Friday night episode. We'll be back. Daily shows, Saturday, Sunday. We'll do an Instagram live one of these mornings, probably maybe both. We'll see. Setting up the day. But uh, continue to, uh, I don't know, support the podcast. Thank you for your continued support. We'll talk oh. to you on Saturday. What? Yeah, drink some Bixby. Order some Bixby. Please please order some Bixby. Please. Thanks to please. Bixby. We, we, I think we have our name for the bags, for the Goldberg bags. But what is subscribe it? to Bixby. I don't want to reveal it yet. I don't want okay. to reveal it yet. But yeah, BixbyCoffee.com, the shotgun start blend. That is a way that uh, to, I don't know, support the podcast more than just listening. We really appreciate those of you who do subscribe. We'll continue trying rolling out perks for subscribers. All right. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Oh, <laughs>